Last time on Get Charlotte, the crew paid a visit to the leader of the Dragon's Fang, LA's number one Chinese Tong, a fellow by the name of Boss Kai Shen. When they arrived at his palatial estate, they were welcomed by a couple more of the Tong's enforcers placed in the courtyard to test the mettle of the crew. After a heated confrontation that left the babysitter dazed and confused, the hammer and sickle a little worse for wear, and the marshal with a fancy new pair of gold-plated guns, they finally came face-to-face -face with the big boss, Master Kai Shen himself. Boss Kai Shen brought them into his study and laid out what he knew about the bombing in Skid Row. Several international crime families, the Dragon's Fang, the Balachko Brotherhood, the Cristiano family, and the Chupacabras had sent their emissaries to the warehouse to bid on a particular package. A package that contained a laptop with vital information on all of their organizations, plus some damning information on the one international crime family that had been left in the dark, the crew's employer, the Brownstones. Boss Kai Shen's enforcer, the White Tiger, wasn't the only one who made it out. A member of the Balachko Brotherhood was seen in hot pursuit of the girl in the red coat, whom we all know as Charlotte, in the aftermath of the explosion. Kai Shen believes she was in possession of the laptop as the building burned to the ground. If anyone knows what might have happened to her, it'd likely be the hitman known as the Black Russian. Boss Kaishan has given the crew this information with the caveat that they bring the laptop to him and destroy it in his presence. And then all will be forgiven and they can go their separate ways. With little else to go on, the hammer may have a lead to get the crew a little bit closer to the Russian Mafia, a crooked boxer at the Iron Curtain Boxing Club known as Boris. Now, several of the crew took some major hits last session, uh, so you're likely going to need to sleep that off. And I believe the babysitter and the marshal wanted to touch base with Bo. Uh, so I took the liberty of going through and taking you all through a long rest so that you could heal up. Um, and if there is anything that any of you guys want to do in the downtime between now and tomorrow, uh, we can maybe play out a couple of scenes. <clears throat> May not say long rest. It's 13 days and 19 hours. Jeez. <laughs> um, I think, I think the other thing we were going to do is also go through Charlotte's room, right? We were gonna. Dana was gonna go through Charlotte's room to see if she found anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before we get to the brownstones, is there anything anybody else wants to do? Um, I would like to go visit uh, my friend Lance. And Lance. Get some stuff. All right. <laughs> Who the hell's Lance? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not his real name. <laughs> um, you're familiar with Lance Lance's house uh, it's kind of a quaint small 
early 1900s style bungalow uh, in a suburb of LA called uh, Atwater Village. It's got a bricked-in front porch adorned with a couple of weathered 70s-style folding lounge chairs with those scratchy mesh uh, cross-hatched leaves. You remember those things? Uh, one of them bright yellow, the other one lime green. Um, so uh, you're able to, to uh, pull up in front of the house like you normally do uh, and, uh, uh, I guess, take a knock on the door. Yep. Uh, door swings open after a couple of seconds and you're greeted with a familiar face, uh, the heavy metal adorned face full of piercings known as Jody, Lance's girlfriend. <clears throat> one, uh, look, one look at her mug lets you know that she's in no mood for visitors. Um, hey, uh, can, I, can I come in? Lance! You got another one of your asshole clients here. Hey! People coming in and out here all fucking day. What the fuck, Lance? This ain't no Man. fucking Walmart. I, Man, I she just... she knows you well. Hey. <laughs> You're not there. <laughs> oh. oh, dang. I, 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 I hear his voice in my head. <laughs> Ooh, baby's an asshole. Lance responds from back in the house. You hear his voice. He says, well, ain't that a damn shame? I guess we're just gonna have to make do with what we got. Tell him to wait a minute, I'm busy with another client. Jody rolls her eyes and she looks at you and she says, he's fucking busy. Wait here, dickweed. Slam. That, <laughs> shuts the door. Fuck. Uh, Man, he, she really knows you. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just kind of turn around and sit on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hang out, I suppose. All right. A uh, couple minutes pass, and then you hear the screen door behind you creak open. Uh, and a tall, long-haired man in a uh, black suit and tie uh, steps out. And you recognize this dude the second that he walks out. And the mere sight of him makes your asshole pucker. <laughs> it's a very graphic the... description of how I feel. <laughs> It's the more <laughs> reserved of Marsalis Wallace's boys, Vincent Vega. Vincent spots you as uh, as he walks out. He slowly takes out a cigarette, lights it, takes a nice long, slow drag before he addresses you. He kind of smirks as he approaches and blows out a cloud of smoke as he sits down on the stoop there beside you. Well, well, well. It ain't my favorite veterinarian. Long time no see. Oh, no. Yeah, it's been a couple days, right? Yeah, yeah. I did just see you the other day, didn't I? Yeah, Run the, the club. Yeah, running with some big Russian dude and a whole damn entourage of misfits. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to get to the bottom of some stuff, you know. Just it's all for Mr. Brownstone. Oh, Bo Brownstone, huh? <laughs> uh, you sure know how to pick him. You know, I, I I go I go where I go where the help is. That's all. What are you doing for him? Um, we're just trying to track down his, his kid. She's missing, so 
I owe him some favors, so I thought I'd help him out. All right. Okay. Well, I was a little surprised to see you at uh, at Sam's Hofbrow the other day. I mean, a little surprised, not real surprised. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've, I've been there before. You know, uh, oh, you, you want to know something funny? Um, part part of that part of that crew is convinced you're a cop. So I thought you might might appreciate that. Since you, you're, you know, since you're not, so asshole, you must be talking. You hear that? About, in the, you hear that in your head again? You must be talking about the big Russian dude and the and the squirrely looking guy. Uh, I think it was just the squirrely looking guy. <laughs> Undercover cops, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Me and Jules, we're about as far as cops as you can get. I mean, that's what I mean. I knew that, and I would know that if, even if I didn't know you. Like you know. I mean, I know we're not friends or anything, but like I know who you are. But you're you definitely don't look like a cop and don't act like a cop. So you know, I of course wouldn't think that. Um, you, you think we are? You think uh, think Lance is ready for me right now? Like, um, he might be ready for you. But look, before you, know, you go, yeah, we gotta talk about a little something. Oh, all right. Because while you're playing detective for Bo Brownstone, you still got a little something-something with Marcellus Wallace hanging over your head, don't you? Uh, I, I don't, I thought I was, I thought I was all settled up with Mr. Wallace, but, you know, I'll take your word for it. I, you know, I, I do get forgetful on occasion, um. But if, if I am in, in arrears with Mr. Wallace, it, it's a complete accident. I promise. All right. Well, here's the deal, Doc. Okay. You said you know me. You know who I am. I, I do. And I think you know, for the most part, I'm a nice guy. You've, all, you've always, been, always been nice to me. Yeah. I've been cool with you. You've been cool with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any problems with you, Vince. All good. Vincent. All good between you and me. Yeah. But, my understanding is, you owe Marcellus. And you owe him pretty big. Now... Yeah, that sounds familiar now. I did you a solid by keeping my mouth shut the other night. But listen, that favor, it's wearing thin. Okay. If you don't come up with some cash soon... I can't guarantee that I won't have a change of heart. Now, I see you got your little wagon train over there. It looks like you got a dent in it. What happened to that? Uh, what? You know that squirrely guy? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he was squirrely with the, the, the wagon. He fucked it up. I'm not real happy about it, but as, as you mentioned, I don't really have the money to get it fixed up or, you know, money for other things, so... Well, it's just going to have to drive around all banged up. Since I saw you the last time, not this time, but the last time. At the club? You, yeah. You've got your business set up. You're apparently working for Bo, Bo Brownstone, of all people. And here you are. I find you on the porch of Lance's for what I have to assume isn't a social visit. Um, I mean, Lance and I get along fine, but it is mostly just for, you know, a business transaction. Aha. Uh-huh. 
So you must have some money coming in from somewhere then, right? I mean, a little bit. Like, vet, vet business has been kind of slow and stuff. And actually, I was kind of hoping Lance would extend me some credit today, you know, just because I'm kind of hurting. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not holding out on, on Marcellus. It's, it's just that, you know, it's, it's a cash flow thing. You know, I got, I got bills. I got to buy cat food and stuff. And uh, it's just... You know, I, I I get the message, Vincent. I will um, I will definitely prioritize taking care of of, of what I owe Mr. Wallace, um, and and I appreciate your patience. And, and if you could please tell him I appreciate his patience as well, that would that'd really go a long way. I think. All right, we've had our talk. I won't say it again, but I'm gonna say one more thing. I need you to keep a leash on the rest of that crew of yours. Because if Jules catches sight of Columbo and the Russian dude where they shouldn't be, yeah. there's going to be hell to pay next time. And I tell you, it ain't going to be pretty. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'm not like, I'm kind of the low man on the totem pole of that, of that crew. I, um, I, I, I will do what I can. I will, I, you know, I, I will make sure that they know that that they shouldn't shouldn't be messing around Mr. Wallace's stuff or you guys or, or anything like that. But I mean, just so you know, I, I don't I don't have a lot of pull. I'm I'm kind of the I like patch people up when they get shot. That's that's kind of why I'm there. I'm not I'm not running any kind of show. All right, I've said my piece. You understand where I am. You understand where Marcellus is. I do. I think I understand where you are. I don't understand where that Russian dude is, and I don't care to know. Just keep those boys away from Jules. I'm just telling you that right now. All right. Me, I'm Audi. Cool. Well, it, it it was nice. It was nice talking to you, Vincent. Thank you for uh, for being so nice to me. Just remember, wearing thin. Got it. And he uh, takes a nod and turns and heads down the sidewalk to his car on the other side of the street. Um, I I stand up and I kind of peek in the screen door, see if I can see Lance or Jody. Jody is uh, sitting in on the couch and there's another girl uh, in there with her. It looks like you're uh, smoking a bong. Um, Jody? And she kind of yeah. turns around and motions you in. Uh, and she says, well, well, look who finally decided to grace us with his presence. What's I, the matter, I, Doc? Need some of Lance magical potions to keep the animals in line? You could say that. Is 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 Lance in the back? Uh, Lance! What? He's in here now. Okay, just a minute. I'll be out. And Trudy, uh, the gal that's sitting on the couch with her, says, uh, I hear the doc here is a superhero for the four-legged fuzzies. It's a secret identity. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. 
Jody says, oh, well, my mistake. I had no idea we were in the presence of a masked crusader. Tell me, Doc, do you have a cool superhero name, too? Like the Mighty Mutt Whisperer or something? Um, my, my secret identity is the Doc. It was more badass than, like, the other one. <laughs> Looks like you and Vincent had quite a powwow out there. You two chatty Cathy's talking about something special. Um, you know, we're, we're just catching up. I haven't seen him for a while. You know, we both kind of, you know, do some kind of cool stuff. And we were just getting caught up. You know, I hadn't, you know, like I said, I haven't seen him for a while and was checking on to see how he was doing. Oh, That's yeah, all. I'm sure. Vincent always has a way of turning the simple hello into an hour-long philosophical debate. That's it. He, he is verbose. That That's true. But he's cool, though, and, and you know, you shouldn't say otherwise. I didn't, I didn't say, you know, anything negative about it. <laughs> uh, Man about, likes to talk, that's all. About this time, Lance strides in. Uh, all right, all right, break it up, you schmucks. Man of the hour is here. Let's give the doc some breathing room. We got business to attend to. Step into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. No, all right. Um, cool. So, Doc, how's life been treating you these days? Still dodging uh, the authorities while dishing out veterinary miracles? Uh, sure trying to. Um, you know, things have been weird lately, but that, you know, that's okay, too. Um, uh, you, you have, you have any, anything I could get today? Oh, right to the point, man. I yeah, like I'm kind of, kind of hurt a little bit. That's all. All right, I got some goodies for you, Doc. Uh, if I know you, and I think that I do, you're always up for a taste of my top shelf inventory. And you, uh, sir, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, if if there's some some, you know, safe quality value value stuff that might be better, um, but um, you know, top shelf is nice too. If, if that's you know. Uh, are, are we talking friend prices? Are these friend prices? Hey, we're always talking friend prices. Oh, I, I appreciate that, Lance. Because um, you're my friend. Yeah, no, we get along real good. Um, yeah, yeah, what are, what, you know, dealer's choice. All right, well, look, I'll give you a little rundown. You make whatever decision you want to make. This stuff right here is Panda from Mexico, pure fire. This is Baba imported goodness that'll knock your socks off we got pink mist from tahiti smooth like silk hits you like a tropical storm then there's blue velvet a favorite among the jazz cats and this beauty right here it's called midnight symphony perfect harmony in every puff but i saved the best for last boyo and vincent this is what vincent took with him so if you can go by what he says this is the shit. This here is psychedelic twilight. It's like a kaleidoscope of colors exploding in your mind. Take a hit of this and you'll be floating through the cosmos and dancing through the stars. This shit is 70s retro in a bag. Bell bottoms, shag carpets, laser beams, and roller skates, you dig? And this shit, 
It's as hot as the sun. You take one hit of psychedelic twilight and you'll be transported straight back to the grooviest era. It's like stepping through a time machine, man. Wow, that um, that's really quite the description. Um, uh, I mean, you know, I figure, you know, if it's good enough for Vincent, it's definitely good enough for me. I know, I know Vincent's kind of a connoisseur. That he is. Uh, one, I, I, I need to be kind of transparent here. Um, I was hoping that you might be able to extend my my credit this one time. I've, I've got, I've got, I know, um, I've, I've got kind of a new gig going. It, it should really start paying off here pretty soon. Um, and, and I've had to, to put some money into the practice. Um, but you, you know I'm good for it. I've been good for it before. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and if you ever need, you know, anything in, in, in the veterinary capacity, um, I could certainly, you know, work off some of that. You, I, I thought I saw a couple of cats around here. You've got cats, right? I, I'd be happy to, you know, their annual exams, you know, free of charge. Um, man, and, man, those cats aren't mine. Jody puts oh. food out the back and they just come running and they've run over the entire place. It smells like cat piss in here all the time, but none of them actually belong to us. But I, also, you know, I've got some spray that, that will take care of that smell. Um, I mean, usually it's kind of expensive stuff, but I could definitely get you some to, to take care of some of the, the credit or, or even just as a, as a thank you for, for being patient with me this time. All right. All right. Listen. Okay. So I can't, I can't give you any of the psychedelic twilight on like a loner. I mean, the, the, the jazz cat stuff sounded good too. I mean, really anything. <sighs> you know, I, I just got an itch needs to get scratched if you know what I'm saying. All right, I tell you what, the panda and the baba go for about thirty a pop. Um, I think the the baba sounds that sounds fine. Okay. Like, you know. You just want the one. Uh, I you know I'll take I'll take a couple a couple of that if if you don't mind. That okay. that'll get that'll get me through. All right. This should set you up at least for the weekend, I'd say. Okay, yeah, I, I should, and then I, after the weekend, I should be able to come in with some cash and and, and settle up. All right, throw in a couple of bottles of that uh, piss water for me. You got it, cash, cash and piss water come Monday. No, I need the piss water now. You smell this place? That that's true. It is it is pretty pretty fragrant. Um, now that I notice. Um, you know, I think I've got some in the wagon. I, I, I can run out and get some. I figured you would. All right, that works. I'll get you two of the baba, uh, and I think you'll be all right for the weekend. But listen, man, I don't do this for just anybody. No, and I, I know that, Lance, and I sure appreciate it. But, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Um, I'm, I'm trying to cut back. It's just been pretty stressful. Um, but I'll, I'll go, you know, while you're getting stuff packed up i'll run out and, and grab you a couple of square bottles of that stuff. hey now that i think about it look i'll throw in a third of the baba okay if yeah. you got a couple more of those um what do you call them the uh adrenaline shots oh yeah yeah i've got i've got a whole i've got a box of those in the wagon too oh yeah that'd be great yeah so 
adrenaline shots and the piss stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be right back. All right, it's a deal. All right, so I run out there and grab the stuff and come back in. And I'm like, well, with this stuff, if you don't water it down, you got to use it full strength or it won't it won't work right. Like, it'll just kind of smell like vinegar. But if you use it full strength and, you know, really, like, soak the area with it, or it just doesn't, you, you really got to go heavy. So I, I brought you three bottles. That should That should do the whole house easy. Okay, so full strength, no water. Full strength, no water. Yeah, just like straight out of the bottle. Got it. I'm gonna douse this place with this shit. Yeah, you should. It, it really works well. This is like an industrial grade shit. This is what I use it at the office. All right, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. I'll, I'll catch you after the weekend. Peace out. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> um, I will, uh, okay. So I, I, I go out to the wagon and, and head back to wherever, wherever the gang is. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll adjourn from that little offshoot there, uh, and, uh, pick up with anybody else. Anybody else have anything that they need to do before we, uh, visit the brownstones? All good. All good in the hood. Do we need, yep. do I need ammo or can I get that at both? Um, I kind of just assume that you go home, you go to the store, okay. you go take care of that stuff. So, uh, um, okay. I'd say after any long rest that you have, you can basically kind of replenish, uh, your ammo. Uh, I'm not going to make you spend money to, to do that. Okay, cool. All right, then that's, I'm good. Okay. I'm going to replenish bricks and get my <laughs> hammer. And I want some, uh, can I get some brass knuckles or something too for my character? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. What's your um, wealth rating? I forget what that's called exactly. Yeah, I think it's called wealth. It's, uh... yeah, wealth. Oh, you got a wealth three. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. Um, I don't know. You can throw that in inventory when you get a chance. I can probably do that for you. Uh, now, you don't have access to that inventory stuff, do you? I, I don't. If you go to the compendium packs and then look under item, is there weapons and armor there at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can do it then. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if you go in there and just pull up uh, brass knuckles and then drag it over to your sheet, it'll drop it in there. Oh, cool. Done and done. Cool. Thanks. All right. All right. So we want to hit the brownstones. Okay. Um, Marshall and babysitter, uh, you two guys are for sure going. Sickle, are you joining them? Yeah. All right. Anybody else going along with? Um, is this going to be after? after my thing i would say it's probably taking place around about the same same time okay um i will after my meeting i will probably go to the office and use a little bit since mm -hmm. he was kind of tweaking um so i'll go shoot up a modest amount <laughs> and uh chill in my office okay yeah i'm just gonna be like Working to punch your bag a little bit, 
thinking about how much I hate Boris, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bloodhound, what are you doing? Um, I was stuck in traffic, you know how it is in the valley. <laughs> but uh, I think I've caught up. I'll head over to the brownstones. If there was anything ammo-wise that I needed to restock, I, I could have swung back home. I don't know that you've hardly shot much of anything, but uh, you, you've taken a couple of pot shots here and there, I think. There we go. No, I think you're good. I just reloaded you. Uh, other than that, I think you were down one. So, And anytime you need to reload, essentially, you just click on uh, the bullets there and it'll actually reload for you. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right, so you're heading to the Brownstones to kind of check in. A couple of you checking in with Bo, uh, and the girls are going to try to maybe sneak into Charlotte's room. Is that was that the plan? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, tell me what uh, tell me what happens. I think. Uh, <clears throat> are we going well, through the back, or are we going side door? climbing up the trellis or what uh i just figured you'd walk in the front door with us we'd go see Bo, and you'd wander off to her room we could tell right. you where it is because you know where it is right i know where it is mm -hmm. yeah both the girls have been in the house at one point or another so they would know where okay. that would be yeah okay we'll sneak upstairs while you go occupy the boss okay all right all right, so uh, you guys pull into the driveway of the uh, Brownstone Estate, uh, head up to the house. Um, some of the uh, security guys kind of wave at you as you come in, and they kind of look at each other a little bit curious. They look a little bit nervous as you guys are coming up. Are they scared of us? I think they're scared of us. I don't yeah, think baby. that's. I don't think that's. Uh, what I think they're scared our reputation of. precedes us. <laughs> I think the fact that we're here without Charlotte, they're worried for us. Well, let's ask them. Hey, fellas, what's up? You look a little skittish. What's going on? <laughs> um, and the the one guy that you caught his attention, he's like, "Oh, uh, no problem, no problem. Good to see you guys." <laughs> it seems like, it's uh, real subtle there. Way to go. <laughs> That's funny. Told ya. Alright. Alright, babysitter, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Alright. We're gonna occupy them. We're gonna try and keep them in there for 10, 15 minutes. Maybe a little bit longer, but just try to be in and out of her room in that amount of time, alright? We got it. All right, good luck. All right, so we go in, boss in the office. Yeah, uh, he is in there uh, typing away at the computer as you guys come in. He okay. spots you as you approach the room, and he stops what he's doing, throws down a pen. Well, what do you got for me? We got good news and bad news. Which one well, you hit, want first? Hit me with the bad news first. I think I already know what that is. The bad news is you teamed me with an idiot. 
you'd like to stay on task, the real bad news, we don't have Charlotte yet. Yet. Well, the good news is we've got some really solid leads, and we're tracking her down, and it's just a short matter of time, and I think she's going to be all right. All right, well, spill it then. Tell me what the fuck's going on. A lot. You want the short or the long? Yeah, give, give me the Cliff's Notes. Okay, I'll give you the long version. So no, that's a short. That's short. Cliff's Notes, small pamphlet. I just want a pamphlet size, not a fucking novel. Here, let me give you the headline. Charlotte was seen running out of the, the warehouse that exploded. What How long for a headline? Wait a minute, the one in Skid Row? Yeah. What the fuck I, was she doing there? That we aren't 100% sure of. But I think there's some information in the long version that would be really useful to know leading up to these Clifford's notes. All right, all right, all right. Come okay. on, come on, just give. All right, so the first thing we did was we went to talk to somebody, and when we got there, it turned out somebody was trying to rob them. And now, we didn't realize that at the point. So there was a bit of an altercation. Marshall, there he, was a he, he doesn't need all that. He doesn't need all that. You're okay, going to get so, a shot. The boss is going to shoot us if you go through the entire scenario. What? Essentially, we okay. were left. We have found she was running out. Did you happen? Did you send her to the warehouse by chance? What the fuck would I send her to the warehouse for? I wasn't even here. You were with me. I know, but I didn't know if you communicated with her or not because... The problem, the problem that we've got here is everybody, every major player was at that warehouse besides you. Well, wait, 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 back up. Major players, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, a warehouse blew up in Skid Row. Who are these major players? Hold on. So it turns out that the first person we talked to pointed us in a direction. So then we got a hold of Tony Rocky Horror, okay? Now this guy makes bombs. We think he's the guy that made the bomb that blew up the warehouse in Skid Row. So we talked to him. Again, there was a little bit of an altercation. I think the babysitter started it because he just can't handle an actual conversation and has to talk with his little baby fist. But enough about that. Anyway, we found out from him that it was the Fang that had hired him. So then we went to Chinatown. We go to a restaurant. The Dragon's Fang? Yeah, uh, Dragon Tattoos, which if you didn't know, everybody has a dragon tattoo so if you're looking for somebody and that's all you have to go on it's not a lot you're gonna need some more information so we go to a restaurant right and you should have seen the tables in this place they were a mess i mean they started it again it might have been babysitter but there was an altercation and all we wanted to do is ask a couple questions and there was this one wobbly table that took out like three of the guys so we find out from them that we need to go talk to this main boss guy. Well, we also had stopped and talked to Marcellus Wallace. Do you know, you know Marcellus, right? What the fuck does Marcellus Wallace have to do with all this shit? Well, it turns out nothing, but he was able to give us some information to help us go find Tony Rocky Horde. That's the guy that was at the real, that this, like, the, was it was a Sam's Hofbrau, was that where we saw him at? Yeah. Yeah, so... So anyway, long story short at this point, if you want the Cliff's, Cliffin's notes, is that there was a meeting and every big wig sent a representative, but you weren't invited. They were there to place a blind bid on a laptop that contained information about every single one of their, their, uh, their businesses. So whoever has that information could essentially... Including yours, boss. 
Yeah, yeah, there was yours. a lot of information about you in there. Turns out none of these other people like you either, which I don't understand. You're a good guy. So they were all bidding on that in order to try to win the laptop in order to get the information so that they could shut down their competitors so that they could corner the market and have a monopoly, which is technically illegal. But since they're all doing illegal stuff, I don't think they were concerned about the illegality of actually running a monopoly and doing it through underhanded ways. Um, so long story short, <laughs> don't mean to have taken up all of your time here. Um, there was an explosion. They, there was somebody there that saw Charlotte with, they think, the laptop under her arm, and she was getting away before the explosion. So she's safe. We know that, but we think she might be in possession of the laptop, which puts her in a lot of danger. So we're continuing to track down leads, and we even have the Fang putting a word out that you see her, you keep her safe, you protect her. So our cloud of protection is, is, is much larger now. So she's going to be all right. Do you need okay. me to say any of that again? Well, I just got to wrap my head around this. So we're talking about Marcellus Wallace, who had apparently nothing to do with this, other than having one of his boys make a bomb to blow up this place in, in Skid Row, right? I got that right. Right. Yes. He didn't have him make the bomb, but his guy made the bomb. Okay. Yeah. And the Dragon's Fame, you think that it was the Dragon's Fang that hired him to set off the bomb. It was somebody in Chinatown. Now, they say it wasn't them, but I don't know if I believe them. Yeah, I don't trust that Kai Shen fuck as far as I could throw him, but... Okay, so this bombing at Skid Row, people were there looking for this laptop that had all this information on it. And yep. these people were also, like me and Kai Shen, other crime bosses. Is that what I'm getting? Yep. Do you know who? Babysitter? The, they were representatives from all the families, not necessarily the bosses themselves. Do you know what, do you know what families? Um, I had it in my notes and they got deleted. I mean, <laughs> I lost them. The, that that's you, the player that lost them. <laughs> that would be the no, that's the, a... the GM updated the software. And the oh no, I, I didn't. No, I sure didn't. Um, so that has happened in my other game as well. Uh, yeah, the journal so I had disappeared. So uh... I do not know what is happening with that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, that's just why I'm having a lapse of memory. Because right, <laughs> I think I had it all that. written down. Okay. Uh, so, just to clarify, it is the Chupacabras, uh, the Cristiano family, and the Balachco Brotherhood, and the Dragon's Fang. Those were, those were the four uh, that you know of. Okay. So those are the four bosses that... Well... Can you say those one more time? Yeah, Balachko Brotherhood, yep. um, Chupacabras, Chupacabras Christian and Dragon's Fang. Okay, thank you. Yep. 
I got a new notebook, boss, so this won't happen again. <laughs> Babysitter lost my other one. All right. Well, it sounds like you're making some progress, but we need to buckle down and focus on finding Charlotte. So what's your next move? Tell him, babysitter. Well, right now, our next move is come back, get some more ammo, get some more gear, kind of wrap our head around, get everybody back here, um, see, you know, see what all we have discovered doc had to run and aaron he's coming back um you know at this point our next our next approach is to go and track down uh the big boxer guy um black russian yeah the black russian and just to clarify he's not the boxer he's he's the uh, yeah. the russian hitman but you gotta go to the boxer to try to figure out where the big uh, hitman is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of our our next our next stage. But we want to we want to come back, get some more ammo, get you know kind of get some more gear, and then kind of brief you on what we have found out that right now Charlotte is alive that we know of. We have no reason to doubt that she's died in some way, but she was at the bombing. Why would you even say that? What the hell, well, babysitter? She's why would fine. I say? I think she's fine too, but I, we got to make sure that you know that she. Right now, we think she's fine. All right. Well, quit fucking pussyfooting around here. Get your shit together. Get everybody back in the wagon train and get the fuck back out there and find my daughter. We will, boss. Now, you have a phone, right? Yeah. Here's an idea. Why don't you fucking call me? Well, but, you know, we we still need to get more ammo, too. So right. it was yeah, kind but... of a catch-21. And and Marshall, he kept whining about not having any more food. So we had to come back and get more food for this dickweed over here. It's literally been three days since I talked to you last. So for all I know, you could have been dead. So but There were there were a couple times we thought we were going to be dead, yes. At least touch base with me maybe once a day and just kind of give me some updates and let me know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, we, we can do that. If I, if I don't do that, then I'm sure Marshall can pass the word through your wife or something. Well, that's an odd thing to say since you just wanted his daughter dead. Um, we will absolutely be keeping in better contact with you, sir, and I do apologize for that. Just for full clarity, at no point was I almost dead. I do, dead. I do know how to handle myself. My colleague here, unfortunately, does not. Oh, you were almost dead a couple times. So, we're going to get what we need. Get back out there, and I will give you daily updates. All right, get the fuck out of here. And we just will will make sure that you get don't end up with out of here. your face, man. Get out of here. Bye. Go. All right, you heard him. And as we turn around, I trip the marshal with my foot. <laughs> Let me roll an agility. Is that what I'd want to uh, roll? D- uh, dexterity saving. Dexterity. Throw. Oh, wait, do, what do I need to roll? Do I just have to roll. How do I roll a saving throw? Uh, it, uh, it's uh, under save. Under save. Let me see here. Um. Oh, I think. Hold on. That's a good question. How do you do that? 
Oh, sorry. On, on the side uh, panel there where it's got the, um, like on yours, your dexterity is uh, zero. Your saving throw is zero on the right-hand side, so you got zero, eleven, zero, right? Yeah. Do the so one, on the, the one right. on the right? Yeah, that's your saving throw. Okay. And you got a 19. All right, you hop over him again. <laughs> it's in the exact same spot where he tried to trip you before. <laughs> it's just, just like Dick Van Dyke. Just <laughs> You really ought to learn to quit when you're ahead, babysitter. Oh, wait, that's right. You've never been ahead. <laughs> what an ass. Go get some more food so we can leave. All right, okay. ladies. Uh, we'll shoot over to you. I think they killed enough time for you. Um, uh, Charlotte's room is up on the second floor uh, of the mansion uh, and it's got a big spiral staircase that uh, kind of runs up the center of the uh, of the foyer and then off into uh, the, the back of the home uh, her room is about the third door down on the left uh, if you recall correctly um Kind of take a look down the hallway. Nobody seems to be down there, so it looks like you've got a pretty clear shot. In here, let's go. <laughs> hey, I just walk down there. <laughs> She's like <laughs> sneaking around. <laughs> yep. I'll try the doorknob. Is it unlocked? Um, yep. Yep. She. Uh, the room itself is uh, is kind of filled with. Um, some like really kind of childish kind of stuff like stuffed animals and uh, uh, like an old um, uh, dance uh, unitard with a little tutu that's kind of hung in a shadow box on the wall. Um, and she, she's got a really big like round bed in the center that has like a curtain that goes over the top of it this this pink sheer curtain that she's decorated with uh um, like christmas lights that go around it um she's got posters on the wall of like boys to men uh and uh some kind of soul uh bands of the mid 90s um, and I will have not into grunge. No, it doesn't look like it. No, ninety-five. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have you guys roll an investigation check. And that was terrible for both of you. <laughs> uh, you kind of root around uh, just a little bit, uh, and I mean, most of the stuff that's in here is something that typical teenage kid her age would just have in her room but a typical teenage kid whose dad is also a millionaire um, so she's got a lot of stuff um, and a lot of stuff to go through the place is not a shambles but I mean it's a typical teenage girl's room you know there's certain stuff that's kind of strewn about here and there but uh, they have a housekeeper that tries to come in and, but there's certain things that obviously the housekeeper has been told don't touch this um, so you kind of look around a little bit nothing really seems too out of place um, but um, Bloodhound you are you do come across like a little book in one of her uh, dresser drawers it's a pink book uh, with a Hello Kitty on the front 
Does it have a little tiny lock? It's got a, got a little tiny lock on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no keys to be found. Well, I guess we can't get into that then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't even think you have to have a key for that. You can just stick a paper clip in it or whatever. Do I have to roll to see if I can pick the lock? On you the do, door? yes. Yeah, so that'll be security. Oh, that's embarrassing <laughs> if I can't. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you get a little paper clip and kind of jimmy around and boop and pop the lock uh, and it comes right open. The first several pages in the book uh, are filled out in full and you can tell like it, it at the very in the very opening of the book just on the inside of the cover uh it says uh happy 13th birthday love dad uh and the writing in it is exuberant and it's very dedicated for about a week and a half <laughs> and then it trails off a little bit and there's a few little smattering of uh uh, entries after that that finally ends in another one that really kind of catches your eye and it basically says and it's got like a date of maybe about a year ago when she would have been about maybe 15 uh, and it says so I'm sitting here writing and I'm wondering why the fuck am I writing out all of my innermost deepest thoughts in this book because sure enough, one of you fuckers is probably going to break into my room at some point and <laughs> decide to read this thing, snooping on me, probably because of something stupid that I did, and my dad's probably worried about me, and now you're in here fucking around with my shit, and you probably broke the lock trying to get into this, so good luck to you, you asshole. Fuck off. And that's the last entry <laughs> in the book. Yep, that sounds like Charlotte. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we should have let the guys kind of search the room instead. <laughs> they would have just gone through her panties. <laughs> I, I just like to point out that uh, our GM did an excellent job of channeling a... Uh, uh, year old girl? Yeah, yeah, 16 year old girl. <laughs> That's what I am at heart, Andy. Just <laughs> a 16 year old girl at heart. <laughs> I've heard you yell. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. So, unfortunately, ladies, not much to be gleaned uh, from Charlotte's room. All right. Can we check her closet? I want to make sure there's not a red coat in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're chasing a phantom. Yeah. Yeah. You open up the closet and uh, you haven't been around the house as much uh, since she's been a teenager. Uh, so you probably wouldn't recognize it if you saw it, but the sickle, I'm sure, probably had seen her in the red coat. She favors red. There's a lot of red in that closet. There's a lot of red in the room. Uh, but that red fur coat that she wore all the time, not to be found. Hmm the closet pretty full otherwise or does oh, yeah. it look like it's mm -hmm. depleted somebody nope. packed a suitcase nope pretty pretty full we check there's really nothing else can we keep searching yeah you already made your roll 
Is there anything specific that you'd want to look for? And then maybe I might be able to answer your question. I've just got a feeling we've got like 25 minutes to fill while both <laughs> occupied. Um, I'm going to check to see if she'd left any clues. If she thought she was going um, on the lamb, if she would have left anything that she, you know, a secret code or anything. Um, you uh, can... The two of us used to communicate in code. We used to come up with ciphers, yeah. play, play, um, you know, scavenger hunt games and such. You can make an insight check. Okay. Nope. <laughs> That's a critical failure. <laughs> um, no codes for sure. Um, and you really not getting any kind of feeling like I mean at this point everything in here feels like a dead end I mean it just looks like she left with the intention of coming back I'm just totally dispirited that she doesn't even have any bikini kill or Kurt Cobain on the walls <laughs> a disappointment I'm, sh I'm a bit shattered <laughs> Sickle you got anything? No I mean in I rolled really badly, so I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I look under the mattress. I, you know, check for floorboard, loose floorboards, all that. But yeah. I, we've probably already done that. And yeah, and I, with those rolls, I mean, I am assuming you did as thorough a check as you could. Yep. I think we need to go back outside before the guys are, before the guys come out. Well, you trust the guys? Fine. No, of course not. Didn't I already say that? No, of course I don't. But we got to get out of here. We can't get caught. All right, so you guys are, are meeting <laughs> up. Uh, standing there looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> meeting up with the rest of the crew then. You want to fast forward to that point? I guess so. Yep. All right. So the intent was once you guys left here was you were going to try to meet up and go to the boxing club. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So Hammer, you're familiar with where that is. So you can certainly hop on your bike and lead everybody uh, out to the boxing club. <clears throat> yeah. Follow the, me. <laughs> The... If you want to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the street outside the Iron Curtain Boxing Club is busy and bustling as you arrive. And there's cars and pedestrians constantly passing by. The club itself is located in somewhat of a rundown part of Los Angeles with several empty storefronts and dilapidated buildings nearby. The sidewalks are cracked and uneven with weeds growing out of them and the buildings on either side of the club are tall and imposing with graffiti covering the brick walls. The street lights uh, in the area, uh, it's probably midday at this point so they're probably really not even on but they're kind of a little bit more of an old style uh, wrought iron uh, street lamp. Um, there's a group of rough 
looking men hanging around outside the club, none of which uh, you recognize, Hammer. They're not, not the regulars. Hmm. But they're just kind of out there smoking and fucking around. The sign above the door touting the name of the joint looks like a weathered old uh, Russian propaganda poster. And uh, basically just a, a fighter uh, standing in front of like a, a, a shield uh, and the Iron Curtain in kind of a Russian-esque kind of font. As soon as you, uh, I mean, do you guys want to go in? Are you kind of hanging out for a minute or what do you want to do? I'm, I'm willing to go in. You guys ready? I'm not going to bring my hammer in, but I'm going to keep, since it's the gym, my bricks in the gym bag, I'm going to tuck some brass knuckles in my pockets just in case. So, All right. You take a lead on this one, hammer? Sure, sure. I know this gem. Just Excellent. act like the Balan. <laughs> and speak I, a Russian I, accent if you can. Am I back with everybody? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of stick close to Hammer, but not like, you know, I'm just going to be close behind him. Yeah. Well, as soon as you guys step into the dimly lit boxing gym, you're hit with the musky smell of sweat and stale cigarettes. The walls are covered in peeling paint and yellowed boxing posters featuring fighters long retired or forgotten. The place has a feel of a bygone era, era, of a time when boxing was more than just a sport, it was a way of life. The owner of the gym is a burly Russian named Yuri, with a shaved head and a thick accent that's hard to decipher. He's always smoking a, a cigar, which never seems, which he never seems to let go of, and it never seems to go out, even when he's training with the fighters. And he spots the hammer, uh, and immediately walks up to him. My malchik, my boy, where have you been? It's been too long, big boy. You look good. Oh, and he grabs your face. Oh, the bruises, they healed up nicely. Boy, you, you took a while of pig last time I saw you. No, my big boy embarrassed. <laughs> like, no, no, there was nothing, nothing. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Boris say he no come back, but I tell him you come back, and here you are. Yuri is always right, no? Oh, Oldie's always right. Yeah, yeah. Where is Boris? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and he kind of motions over towards the back uh, of, of the room, just beyond the uh, the boxing ring. And the gym, for those of you that have never been here before, it's certainly a rough and tumble place where you can tell fights probably break out on a regular basis. But despite the chaos, there seems to be a sense of camaraderie here among the fighters. It's a bond forged through the shared struggle of trying to make make it in the brutal world of boxing. The gym is full, hammer of the usual characters, each one a little, maybe a little bit more seedy and rough around the edges than the last. Uh, the fighters are sparring and training around you, uh, and those of you that are walking in here for the first time, you can't kind of help but feel drawn into their world and it's a world of blood sweat and tears it's a seedy place 
to be sure, but there's a raw energy here that's hard to find anywhere else. And Hammer, looking around, you're familiar with most of the guys that are in here working out uh, right now, and there are five fighters in here working out today. Uh, first off, you've got Vasily. Uh, he's a towering Russian with a scar above his left eye and a permanent scowl on his face. He's the gym's enforcer, and everybody knows not to mess with him. And then there's Alexei. He's a wiry Ukrainian with a shaved head and a perpetual grin. He's always cracking jokes even when he's sparring with the other fighters. Uh, the other fighters are a bit of a mix of nationalities and backgrounds, each kind of with their own story to tell. There's Miguel, uh, a young Mexican kid who's trying to make it as a pro boxer. He's quiet and reserved, but you can tell that he's got a fire burning inside of him. And then there's Jamar, the African-American uh, fighter. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's always looking for a fight, both inside and outside the ring. And if you remember right, he's got a mouth on him too, and he's not afraid to speak his mind. Last but not least is the man that you came here to see. Boris Sokolov. Boris is a regular at the Iron Curtain Boxing Club, but he's not exactly the most friendly guy around. With his unkempt mane of gray-black hair and a perpetual scowl on his face, he looks like he's ready to rumble at any given moment. His tanned and leathery skin and his demeanor remind you quite a bit of Mickey Rourke. So, Hammer, Here's basically what you know about Boris before we get into this. Uh, he's a brawler through and through. He's got a mean streak that runs deep. He's always willing to throw down with anybody that gets in his way. He's not afraid, as you know, to use dirty tactics in the ring. And he's been known to take a cheap shot uh, when the referee isn't looking. And it's how he got the better of you in your last bout with him. Here's the thing though, despite all of that, you have seen Boris kind of be jovial at times and he'll crack a joke or two with the other fighters, but you can tell there's always an undercurrent of danger kind of lurking beneath the surface. surface. Boris is a survivor and the stories that he told you or that you have heard about him is that he's had to fight tooth and nail for everything that he's got. He grew up on the streets of Moscow and he learned early on that the only way to get ahead was to be tougher than everybody else. Um, he may not be the nicest guy around, but he does command respect. The other fighters here uh, know that they don't want to get on his bad side and they're careful not to cross him because when Boris is in the ring, just about anything can happen. And you two have known each other for about a year. But the rivalry between the two of you has already reached epic proportions at the, at the boxing club. Last time you guys sparred, Boris emerged victorious, and he's still basking in the glory of that victory. Um, he spots you uh, as you come in. 
and he, you hear his voice kind of boom out above all the sparring and everything that's going on around you. <laughs> Look who it is, boys. I thought I was smelling something. Turns out it was just the smell of defeat. I got to hand it to you, big boy. You take beating like champ. I see you bring friends with you this time. Yeah, and like you, I have friends. <laughs> oh, you're gonna start a fight already, eh? <laughs> oh, you so, uh, you so sensitive. Jeez. <laughs> um, you, you know you didn't win fair and square. Oh. It's not fair for you to say that. I beat you. I beat you with my own two fists. Mm, yeah, yeah, and a few, few other things. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you know what? <laughs> I'm feeling how do you say uh, generous. I give you a chance to redeem yourself. Come on, you and me. One more bout in front of your friends. Winner takes all. <clears throat> Hmm. Sure, why not? No cheating this time, though. And or fight. The other guys have stopped sparring at this point, and when he says that, I mean, the, the room just falls hush. And then when you say, you know what, how about that? They start going nuts. And fuck yeah! Get him up there! Come on! <laughs> uh, and Boris, who was kind of just wearing like a a, a vest uh, over top of just his bare chest throws the uh, uh, throws it off, hops up into the ring and uh, starts strapping on some gloves. Let's go, boyo. Let's show your friends what you're made of. I'm gonna watch him when he puts gloves on. Make sure he didn't sneak anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Looks like a pair of boxing gloves, but they're gold. All right. I guess, do I have any boxing gloves I can grab, I guess? Oh, yeah, there's plenty to choose from. All right, I'll start strapping on boxing gloves. I'm going to, like, talk to them, little group here, kind of lower tone, and be like, you know, if things get out of hand, just try not to kill anybody, okay? <laughs> Unless they're trying to kill you. I'll, I'll be your corner man. I've got, you know, I could, like, put the... Vaseline oh, and stuff. Do it. If you get do cut it. and yeah. like do all that kind of stuff. Okay. I, yeah. yeah I, I got. I got your hammer. Ah, thank you. I'm gonna slap him on my shoulder and shake him. Thank you. Cool. Thank okay. you. Okay. Easy. 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 Ba babysitter, <laughs> you could. Uh, you could probably help with the Vaseline stuff too. <laughs> no, it's okay. I it's did, okay. I, I, I just lift my hand slowly and. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm going to kind of mutter something to Sicko and go, you, you watch, let me know if he cheats. He's, he's a cheater. You know, I, I want to catch him this time if he does it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch him. Okay. You be careful, though. <laughs> I'm going to tie his gloves on him. And while you guys are suiting up, the rest <clears throat> of the boxers kind of take their positions uh, around the room. Uh, Jamar and uh, Alexi and join Boris in his corner uh, up in the upper right. Uh, and Miguel, uh, after the sickle, uh, finishes uh, strapping on the uh, the gloves, he comes over to the sickle and he's like, Hey, you come and sit by me, huh? 
No. <laughs> hey, come on, baby. You come and sit by me. I said no. And uh, Vasily comes over and looms over top of you. The dude's almost seven feet tall. And he's like, sit down, big girl. Okay, okay, no problem, no problem. And he backs up and he kind of takes a seat right here in the center uh, all by himself. Uh, uh, Yuri gets up in the, uh, in the ring uh, and pulls the two of you guys together in the center of the ring here and here. Uh, and he says, Okay, boys. No dirty fighting this time. We, we fight fair, we fight square. And you beat the shit out of each other. You hear me? Always. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, I'm just reminding myself of my my character class stuff. <laughs> so, are there going to be like rounds in the bell and stuff? I don't know. They're, yeah, they are going to ring the bell for sure. We'll see see if they last around. <laughs> oh. Oh, look at that. Six for both of you. Who would win that, or uh, um, I think that it would come down to um, dexterity. What's your dex? <clears throat> I for boxing, I always get an advantage. Dexterity mm-hmm. checks at least. My dexterity is a fourteen. That's fourteen, a- but you get advantage, uh, so you will actually win that contest between the two of you. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <clears throat> All, right, All right, so so bell rings, ding ding, and you get uh, you get first shot there, buddy. All right, I'm just gonna go all in. I'm gonna go reckless and smash. So, okay, so eleven, uh, and so t- tell me, tell me what you're doing. I'm a, I'm throwing a few, you know, jabs out to fill them out a little bit, and then I try to like come in with a like a powerful hook to try to hit him hard okay all right so you throw a flurry of blows his way and then come in with with a nice round hook uh and you got an 11 uh and he expertly just kind of dodges back and then he lunges forward with a left uh right to your chin don't want that don't read that <laughs> no, no, I, read anything. I was trying to read it so fast <laughs> don't see that <laughs> Ooh, I got a seven and yes. whips it. All right. So it comes back around to you. So I'm going to bob and weave underneath it mm-hmm. and uh, come up with like a, a hook from the other side. Let's see okay. how that goes this time. That's much better this time around. There you go. 21. I'm doing my smash. So let's see how it, how it goes. It's like increased my smash this level this last time. All right, 13, that's pretty good. All right, so what was the what was the strike that you were hitting with? The other hook. Just I, I bob and weaved underneath his arm All right. and then followed with a counter hook. All right, so you catch him right in the chin uh, and knocks his head back just a bit, but he takes it, rolls with it, and comes in with a one-two strike, uh, one to the gut, and then following back up with uh, with a left cross. 
Ooh, got a seven on that one. Ooh, and an eight. My God, just whiff, whiff. Yeah. All right, goes back to you. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to like, do you need your glasses? <laughs> oh, you're taunting. <laughs> it, it, don't worry. Uh, I'll make sure to knock your eyes back to back to focus. <laughs> All right. I just I'm look gonna... over. I just look over at the marshal and I'm like, hey, he fights like you do. <laughs> I'm going to try to like, you know, I dodge, dodge. And I'm going to try to like kind of slam my body forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then just start throwing some uppercuts into his body. Okay. 19. That'll do it. That, uh, you catch him just right under the rib cage, and you hear a pop uh, when you do that. You probably broke a rib uh, with that one. Uh, and he's going to retaliate. Oh my god. <laughs> this is awful. Ah! I can't get anything above a 10. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit him with that one and he just expels uh air with that. You've knocked the wind completely out of him. And he's huffing and puffing with the next two blows that he tries to throw at you and just misses on both of those. Uh comes back right right back around to you. All right, I'm gonna throw some punches, a little flurry of blows here and there, a little bob and weave, and then I'm gonna try to like kind of like do a big old overhand and try to catch him off guard. Okay. Face. Let's see. Eighteen, man, you're doing good. All right, go ahead and roll damage here. This is my specialty. So much easier than than people shoot at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So you come in and over the top and just slam down on his temple. Just as the bell rings, ding, and he <laughs> falls and falls into a slump. And Yuri comes out and he goes one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. That's a KO, buddy. You got him. I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna bend down. And go. I go right. You are right. I do smell defeat. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd, as it is, uh, the five, the four other guys plus Yuri in there, just go crazy. Uh, and they come climbing up into the ring. A couple of them pick you up on their shoulder, and they start parading you around the ring uh, to to the cheers of the crowd uh, inside the ring. Eventually, Boris kind of starts to come to. Yuri goes down, uh, puts some smelling salts underneath his nose, uh, and he rolls over. And I mean, where you hit him on the side of, of the face in the temple is already just starting to whoop, just start to swell uh, and turn blue. And he's bloodied uh, up pretty good on that side of the face. Uh, Yuri pulls him back, puts him on the stool in the corner, uh, and starts kind of 
working them over a little bit uh, and is able to kind of get them, you know, to the point where he can see straight. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you took him down pretty good. Um, Yuri comes over and he says, look, I'm going to take him back to shower. Uh, you wait here uh, and we'll come back out. I celebrate with you. Okay, but I want to talk to, to Boris. So He's okay. He's okay. I, I get him cleaned up for you first. Hmm, okay. Uh, and he takes him back there and it takes a few minutes or, or so and uh, uh, Yuri comes back out and he says, He's okay. He wants to talk to you anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go back there. I don't know if anybody wants to follow me or not. I will. Okay. Unless I'm not close to. Do you want me to go back there with you? I don't mind a little backup. I don't trust okay. Boris. <laughs> All right. All right. So you go ahead and go back into the locker room back there. And it's basically green linoleum uh, chipped all over the place uh, and if you thought it smelled out there uh, in the main room uh, it about knocks you over uh, back here uh, but Boris is sitting alone uh, nursing his wounds from the fight uh, on a bench uh, in between the lockers and he watches as you approach okay uh where he's sitting on the bench. Is there like another bench like across from him? or just, Yeah, uh... yeah. there's two benches there. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll sit across from him. And he's oh. like, you know, how you feeling? <laughs> what the fuck did you eat today? <laughs> you like Popeye with the spinach. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a good, good American, American protein. <laughs> It's all the buffets. <laughs> I really didn't think you would come back, but uh, uh, you sure showed me. Hmm. Well, maybe, well. maybe teach old Boris a thing or two, eh? Maybe, maybe. But I, uh, you, you can, uh, you know, pay me back by giving me a little inf- information. What sort of information do you want, big boy? <clears throat> you ever heard of a man named the Black Russian? Oh, Black Russian? Mm. Yes, not the drink. That is a name we do not say around here, you know. Why? Why? Well, you know the circles that this Black Russian runs and if you are asking about the one called the Black Russian. Um, we need. We just want to find out where he's at, right? I'm out of character. Um, yeah, that's what yeah, we're looking yeah. for, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, yeah, the circles I run into, you know, run into these circles too, and uh, you know, I I need to know where I could find this Black Russian. Mm. I think. With what you did to me today, (laughs) I think I can help you. Good, good. But look, I want to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Just, you trust this woman. Ah, yes, yes. 
I know who you are. And I know what you did to that man in Vegas. And there are people that are looking for you. You know? Hmm. But they're not going to find me, right? They won't find out from Boris. But I would be uh, remiss. Is that the right word? Uh, I'll look at Sickle. (laughs) 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 If I didn't give you warning first. You start sniffing around Black Russian and Balachkos. You may come across people you don't want to come across. You get me? I get you. Morning. Morning. Received. Black Russian's real name is Morris. But nobody calls him that except for his mother. Black Russian, he likes finer things in life, da? Likes to spend his money. Which he makes a lot in the business he's in. You get me? Hmm. I get you. Black Russian is silent partner of a place called Imperial Spa and Sauna on East Side. But let me give you a piece of advice, Boyo. Be careful when you deal with him. Black Russian is powerful man. He's got connections all over city and he's not afraid to use them. He's made a lot of enemies over the years and he's not afraid to get his hands dirty to protect what's his. So if you're going to deal with him, you better be ready for whatever that motherfucker has up his sleeve. I always am, right? I was today. <laughs> you were today. Hey. So, if you're going up against Black Russian, I want to give you something. Mm-hmm. He reaches over to those gold blo- boxing gloves that, it, that he had, mm-hmm. and he hands them over to you. You take them, and it, you're strong, mm-hmm. but just grabbing them, there's some weight to those that probably shouldn't be there. Why <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's how I do. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you put those to better use, huh? Mm. Ah. <clears throat> I'm gonna fit them on, see if they feel good. Uh, they fit like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a really like crappy uh, locker? Just like it's all beat up. All of them are crappy right. lockers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm punch that one or one of them. <laughs> <It's beat up. laughs> what happens? Uh, go ahead and make it on arm strike. All right, so you take a punch uh, at uh, the locker across from you, and your hand basically goes through the metal and it just kind of explodes in and you have to kind of (laughs) actually take the glove off (laughs) 
and then open the thing back up and take the glove out because you, you couldn't get your arm back out without ripping the glove apart. Nice. Um, and I'll I'll give those to you here in in just okay. a minute. They they do add a little bit of a bonus for you. Uh, yeah, I like this. Makes up for last time, you know. <laughs> we, we, we're all good, Boris. We're good for now. You know what? <laughs> I I have to respect you. Even this time, after I beat you so bad last time, you still come in. Then you fight fair. So whatever happened between you and that other guy in Vegas, I don't know that it was exactly your fault. I know you didn't do it on purpose. Yes. Appreciate it. And yes, it was not on purpose. You're good. You're a good boy. Your mama would be proud. Just slap his hand away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, Black Russian, it's all your business. You want to find him, you go to Imperial Spa and Sauna. Just remember what I say. You be careful. Black Russian is not someone you want to fuck with. But if you do fuck with him, you punch him hard once for me. Nah, I will. <laughs> All right, let's go, Sickle. And uh, I know you will miss the miss the smell of the locker room, but we have to go. <laughs> well, like about forty Russians died in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go back out there to the guy to, to the rest of the group and uh, and just uh, be like you know I've got the information we need. I know where the black Russians. Does he debrief us? Tell us everything. Yeah, I I, so, I'll yeah. debrief him outside of the gym. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you just want to head straight to the spa? I don't know. What does what, what, what everybody think? Go straight there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got we've got no <laughs> other leads than that. So to the spa. Okay. okay. So the Imperial Spa and Sauna is a luxurious retreat located in the heart of the city. The exterior of the building is unremarkable with a plain concrete facade and small windows, but once you step inside, you're transported into a world of relaxation and indulgence. The interior of the spa is decorated in a Japanese style with wooden panels, paper lanterns, and tatami mats. The lighting is soft and warm, creating a peaceful and tranquil atmosphere. Soft music plays in the background, further enhancing the ambiance. A lovely Japanese woman of about 20 sits behind the reception desk. There's a small waterfall fountain uh, behind her trickling away as she addresses the group. Hello, and welcome to the Imperial Spa in Sana. Is this your first time visiting with us? Uh, yes, ma'am. We offer the following services for your relaxation and enjoyment. Uh, heated pools with varying temperatures for hydrotherapy and relaxation, a dry sauna and a steam room for detoxification and improved circulation, 
massage services including Swedish deep tissue and shiatsu massage, body scrubs and wraps for exfoliation and skin rejuvenation, meditation room for quiet relaxation and reflection, a juice bar serving fresh fruit and vegetable juices, smoothies and healthy snacks, a hot stone therapy for relaxation and pain relief, and beauty treatments such as facials, manicures and pedicures. Overall, Imperial Spa and Sauna is truly a luxurious experience, providing a serene and peaceful environment where you can relax and rejuvenate your body and mind. <laughs> well, that all sounds real nice, ma'am. <clears throat> you think we should split up? Yeah, I think we should all get pedicures. I don't want anyone touching my feet. The sugar scrub is really nice. Have you been here? I, mean, I don't know what it's like <laughs> here. Before? <laughs> Not here, but I mean, it's kind of a standard thing. You get a pedicure, you know, you get like the little like scrubby rub down up your calves and stuff. A hammer. Do you think a Russian would be getting a sugar scrub or would be in a sauna? Or would be in the juice bar, or be getting some sort of a facial. Maybe sauna. Yeah. Okay. I think we'd like to try the sauna. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, I'll uh, get everything prepared for you. You'll wait here. Um, that would be. Have... Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Yeah. I didn't mean uh, to interrupt you, man. That would be uh, fifty dollars each. Okay, babysitter. Yep. Babysitter. Yeah. Oh, he's he's going to be settling the bill for us. Uh, Ma'am, do you do you have a guest registry that we we need to sign? Oh, this is your first time here, yes. Oh yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, please sign up on our mailing list. Oh no, I didn't mean a mailing list. I, I'm not sure that we'll be coming back, but um, it does seem like a pretty nice place. I didn't know if we needed to sign in. Oh, no, we, we do respect all of our members' privacy, so we do not uh, require uh, signing in. Oh, I bet you see some really fancy people come in here, though, don't you? And <laughs> she giggles a little bit. Oh, <laughs> there are some rather famous people that do stop by from time to time, yes. Oh, I'm sure. Any, uh, any names you'd want to share? Oh, no. People from all over the world, right? All over the world, yes, yes. We uh, we are a uh, a destination for for visitors from all across the land. Yeah. Like what's what's the farthest away somebody like you mean know, like China or Russia or? Oh, we've had, we have people from all nationalities. Yes. Wow. It's really something. You know, I, I bet they uh, I bet they all ask for your name and number, don't they? Oh, that would be inappropriate. Oh, but I'm yes, sure it would. But... So, so I walk up and I slide my MasterCard and I look over to the side and I say, this guy here gets a deep tissue massage pointing to the marshal. And then I slide a couple hundred dollars across the table and ask if she knows uh, the black Russian. I can't think of it. What? Boris. 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 Morris. 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 <laughs> um, if 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 uh, we know Morris, and I will roll for a uh, 
can't find my token. You're gonna do persuasion? Yeah. Can't find my dude though. Can't find your dude. Where's no. your dude? He's gone. Where's your dude at? My dude's not on there. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, well hold on. <laughs> here, I'll just pull you to another page here. Uh, okay. We'll go back to the landing page. I don't know what happened there, buddy. Sorry about that. That's okay. 25. Oh, okay. All right. Now, uh, you paid for the group with the MasterCard, right? Yep. But you're sliding an extra, like, 200 bucks over her way? Sure. Okay. So This kind of sweetens the deal a little bit. Yeah. She kind of looks around. She looks up over her shoulder at a security camera <laughs> that's above... Uh, and she quickly puts her hand over top of the $200 bills uh, that you set out there and slides it back ever so slightly. And she leans forward on the desk and she says, we do not say that name here. But is he here? She looks up at the security camera again. You are going to the sauna? Yes. And she nods. Okay. Alright, we gotta go sweat our balls off. I, to- I tell you that we're, that we're Russian beans. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be so crass with the money? <laughs> it's not your money. Don't worry about it. You, you can go to get your deep tissue massage while we're in the sauna. <laughs> I turn back to the girl. I say, I would like to apologize for this gentleman here. He is of no friend of mine. (laughs) And I will take a rain check on the deep tissue massage if you do not mind. Can I get like a gift card or something to redeem that later? It's same day service. You've got to you've got to do it the same day. Oh, we we can certainly issue a a gift certificate. That's that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, Marshall, look, there's cucumber water over there. All right. (laughs) <laughs> should we go in armed like ready to fight when we open the door or should we just go in like we're getting a, a nice uh, bat sauna well the uh, the staff uh, comes out into the lobby to greet you and they're all uh, young Japanese women mm. uh, and they're dressed in traditional Japanese robes uh, and are very attentive uh, they provide you with fresh towels, cold water, anything else that you might need uh, to make your stay as comfortable as possible. And then they begin to kind of usher you in the direction uh, of uh, uh, separate kind of quarters for women and for men. Okay. Um, Um, If we, do we walk by the sun area? uh, It doesn't seem to be. They just kind of take you down kind of a uh, a hallway that kind of separates into two different areas, one for the men, one for the women over here. Okay. Um. And uh, they say, if you will, please uh, disrobe in the locker rooms uh, and then the entrance to the unisex sauna uh, is on the opposite end of the locker rooms and you, you can join the rest of your party once you change. Can I, would you mind if I checked out this sauna first? I, I have a, a fear of 
kind of a phobia of closed spaces and i really yeah. like to kind of before i get undressed and everything can i can um, i go check out the sauna i'm sorry but we don't allow anyone uh fully clothed uh in the sauna area you must at, at least be uh either in a bathing suit or uh or nude okay or in yeah. a towel you 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 can certainly wear a towel <laughs> but there's no way i can just check out the space and I, I'm sorry, no. There. It's can, not allowed. Can I try my uh, can I try my persuasion on her? Uh, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm very sorry, but it it is against the rules. All right, all right. Wait, so can you can you tell me where the control like who controls the sauna? Like, where's the control panel? Or is it just a hot rock water scenario? Oh well, you'll see when you when you get in there. It's uh, it's very state of the art. Uh, it is all computer controlled. Well, okay. So somebody outside of the room, somewhere is controlling. Uh, it it's automated. It it runs on itself. Okay. Is, is there an emergency button for the room? Or... Oh, certainly yes. Okay. Okay. Um, alrighty. Can anybody get uh, uh, into this oh, room? No, no, absolutely not. No, okay. uh, you. I can tell that you're very nervous about this. So, if there's anything that we can do for you to to relax you a little bit more, would you like to come into one of the side rooms? I would be happy to relax you a little bit well, more. Really, all I all I would like to see is the sauna before I have to derobe. That would that would relax me the most. Well, I don't think that it would be too awful just to take a peek but we ask that you please just don't go into the sauna itself uh, can do if you want to just take a little peek in there that should be fine alrighty alrighty so I get to wander back and check it out uh, well I mean it, everybody's going into the locker rooms together okay um, so uh, but yeah if you want to go into the locker room and not disrobe and just kind of take a peek in. Yeah, yep. you can certainly do that. Can it, can we see inside the sauna? Does it look like there's a big Russian dude in there? <laughs> Let me pull this up for you here. Now you're not all in there right now, uh, but let me open up a door. There's it would be awkward. All our, door opens and all of our heads is like pop up in a row. <laughs> yeah, okay. Kind of a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, so babysitter, I'll pull you in just inside the door here. Uh, so can you see inside the room there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically what you see uh, in here um, is there are two, well, kind of a series of like three pools mm -hmm. uh, in the center there. Uh, and there's several saunas and steam rooms in the area. Each sauna kind of has a little bit of a different theme, such as eucalyptus scented steam room, a Finnish style sauna, and a Himalayan salt cave. Uh, the pamphlet that you had uh, states that the saunas and steam rooms are designed to detoxify the body and promote relaxation. Uh, the men where you are uh, enter from the stairs on the north end of the pool room and this enters directly into the locker room. There was a man as you came in there uh, 
just coming out of the showers, toweling off as you enter. And the ladies, you're going to be entering from the opposite side over here. Um, on the west end of the pool room. Uh, you can tell, looking in, uh, Andy, that this is the main attraction of the spa. There's a series of uh, three heated pools of different temperatures ranging from cool to scalding hot. On the east wall, there's an enormous wall sculpture that sends cascading wa water into the pool below that ends a sen sense of mysticism to the dimly lit room. The only light coming from the warm glow of the water uh, is from the water and the sculpture. There's steam rising from the pools and the air is filled with the smell of salt and minerals. There's a couple of men lounging in the pool on the right, speaking in Russian and laughing. And in the center of the room, uh, seated on a riser overlooking the trio of pools, you see a third man. And this, you have to assume, is Morris the man known as the Black Russian. And uh, I certainly picture him as Wesley Snipes. <laughs> His ebony skin is glistening with water droplets and accentuating the intricate tattoos that cover his entire body. Okay. So... Yes, he's definitely Alrighty. in there. That answers your question. Yeah. So I turn around, walk up closer to the guys, or walk back through and say, hey, our dude that we're looking for is in the bathroom. In or the in bathroom? The, well, <laughs> he's I was thinking it's a, it's a bath area, <laughs> not in the bathroom. It's called a sauna. Yeah, a sauna. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I was just thinking, hey, it's got baths in it. <laughs> it would uh, be a Roman bath if we were, you know. Um, was he so naked? I, I, uh, he, had a, he had a white towel on. Okay. Yeah. Um, it also looks like there's a guy in this locker room who just got out of the shower. Two guys that are inside there. And he does not have a towel on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've already gotten completely unrobed. I've got right. a, a towel on. In, in the stairwell? <laughs> no, you, you, you can be in the main room there. Thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> are, are you uh, concealing a gun, Marshall? <laughs> I'm concealing a hammer. <laughs> it's a ball-peen hammer. <laughs> Time will tell if it can do any damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have no way to go after that. Uh, no. <laughs> the hammer gets in the towel too and, and goes into the sauna room. Okay. I'm assuming that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. You guys can go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang here back in the, the stairwell, just kinda chilling out for a second. Alright. I'm gonna get my phone out, pretend I'm trying to make a call. Okay. Babysitters are never nude, so <laughs> that's why he was so nervous. <laughs> Got his turtleneck on, <laughs> full suit. Uh, so there was a there was a naked dude in the changing room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I can I make some small talk with him? Sure. Okay. Um, 
So uh, it's my first time here. Is it real hot in there, bud? Fuck yeah, it's hot. Yeah. Does it actually detoxify, or you think that's just like marketing? I mean, do you actually feel like different when you come out? I feel hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess if it's real hot in there, you're kind of pink. So, mm. yeah. You Russian, man? You got an accent. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a Russian. Oh, yeah. Well, I bet compared to Russia, it's probably super hot in there. It's pretty cold there, right? Siberia and all? It's cold, yeah. <laughs> all right. You recommend I like wear a bathing suit or just go with a towel? And just, you know, jump right in. I saw what you're packing. I would go with towel. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to make anybody nervous. <laughs> All right. Great, man. Uh, well, time to go steam it up. <laughs> so, uh, so you going to like get a tissue massage, or you just do the sauna and then you go home? I I do sauna. I sit out for a while. Go back in. Ah. Uh, so I'll see you in there. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, and I, I pat him on the on the back. So I'll see you, bud. Slap, slap. Yeah. Slapping the meat. Yeah. So, yeah, you are slippery. All right, well, I'm going to go uh, get slimed up myself. <laughs> Trying to make him uncomfortable. Oh, I think he succeeded. <laughs> oh, is this the bathroom in here? Oh, okay. Yep. Stinks. There is somebody in the bathroom. There is somebody in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's this door? I don't know. Open it and find out. Oh, All right. That is definitely the hot sauna uh, oh, right there. Hot, and, hot. Uh, and you got three dudes that are sitting in there, uh, uh, sweating it out. Like, oh, it's too hot in here. <laughs> Hey, close door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say in Russian whatever my bad is. <laughs> All right. And we want to pl play this. Uh... Let's go get hot. Let's go. Oh, there, let's go. There, there's people freaking everywhere, so. Yeah, so we probably got to be careful. So as you guys walk into the main bath room, <laughs> as uh, Andy so eloquently put it. Uh, okay, for the clarity for the <laughs> listeners of the show, it looks like a Roman bath, all right? Just so you know, it would be considered a bathroom because a bathroom is technically not a bathroom unless it has a bath. It has four baths in it, if you include the fountain area. Uh, I mean... You guys, Everything's a bathroom if you try hard enough. That's true. Corner wall, you know, corner of any room can be a bathroom. <laughs> you know, you like uh, the reflective light with the water and stuff. In it. Isn't cool. that nice? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, so you spotted Morris, uh, and, and he is seated on the risers up there uh, at the top of the uh, of the spa wearing only a white towel. This dude's muscular build, even though he's not as big as like the hammer, uh, he's cut uh, and intimidating. His ebony skin glistens with water droplets, accentuating the tattoos that cover his body. 
He's got a he's got a really short cropped haircut, and although he's seated, you would hazard to guess that he stands maybe somewhere around six foot five. His piercing brown eyes have a fierce, almost predatory intensity to them. Uh, the tattoos on his body are a testament to his status within the Russian mafia. The most prominent of these is a large, intricate Catholic-inspired design covering his back, a symbol of his power of authority. His arms are also covered in various tattoos, each one marking a significant accomplishment or milestone in his criminal career. And he exudes an aura of control and authority. And even the other uh, goons that are in the sauna there around him uh, keep a respectful distance from him. He watches you as you enter the room, and his intense stare is enough to make anyone feel uneasy, and his demeanor adds to this intimidating presence. Despite being on a relaxing spa, in a relaxing spa environment, Morris seems on edge. So, Marshall, maybe you should, uh, you should, I have a little bit of a past with some of this people. Uh, maybe you should start talking to him first and I'll be there in case. Don't go up and slap him in the ass though. Yeah, don't, yes. There's a no policy on touching certain places, so don't do that. Well, he's <laughs> sitting. At most, I would like pat his knee. <laughs> no, I wouldn't touch him. But it looks like Bloodhound is and making herself good. comfortable. Yeah. Ah. I say we, uh, let her work. Okay, let's do that. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe we should cover these doors, you know, or you know, just in case. So uh, maybe I should. Uh, why don't I walk over, work work my way like around over to this chair, like mm-hmm. over here, because that's a door mm-hmm. to your right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in case if something happens, I can maybe block that door for chair or something. Like jam it up because there's three dudes there. Just in case. I'm going to work my way over there. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and he watches you go all the way around the pool uh, and just keeps his eye on you. Yeah, I keep distracted. <laughs> what were you saying, Christy? Pretty warm in here, hey? He kind of just side eyes you and doesn't say anything. <clears throat> Man, a few words. I like that. Mm. He just gives a grunt. You a regular here? What the hell do you want? And like this whole time those guys that were in the pool have been kind of talking and cutting up. When he speaks, they immediately stop talking. Making polite conversation. This is a great little spa, don't you think? It's a nice spa. Who are you? You look like you appreciate nicer places, finer things. I do. What do you do? 
It is none of your business. I see. Well, I mean, there are, there are two kinds of guys who appreciate the finer things. The kind who are self-made men and the kind who have a sugar mama somewhere. I'm just trying to figure out which kind you are. <laughs> you are funny. I give you that. So what's your story? Why do you care? Hmm, cat got your tongue now, hmm? I see you. I see big man over there. I see this one, who's free to run about with his wanger hanging out. Is that me? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm floating in the water with it, and it's just... <laughs> Right in front of those two guys. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, I'm looking at him like, this is the life. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I've never seen any of you come in here before. You don't look like you belong. And you, you come, you sit. You try to make small talk with me. No one makes small talk with me. So I think you are up to something. Are you up to something? Thank you. I don't like small talk either. So then let's talk. What do you want? I want to know what makes you tick. What are you after? I am just after having a nice quiet evening in the spa. What are so you all's, after? All's right in the world with you. You're completely <laughs> satisfied. I am always satisfied. Well, you're trying to... The detox, huh? Let it all out. Why don't you get a few things off your chest? I have nothing to get off my chest. Perhaps if I knew what you were here for, then maybe I would be willing to be a little more forthcoming. But right now, you're bothering me. And I don't like that. So either say what you want to say, or join the naked man in the pool. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Bob Brownstone? Ah, uh, and now we get to the point, the real meat of it, yeah? I know Bob Brownstone, I know who he is, I don't know him personally. What do you know about him? I know he conducts business. Maybe not the most bright, upstanding business that he likes to project that he does. 
the people in LA, they love him. But the people that really know who he is and what he does, we do not love him so much. What about his daughter? You know anything about her? Why do you ask? Is she beloved around the city? Is she protected? I think people know who she is because of her father. She is protected, yes, but not not by us, if that is what you are getting at. You know, do you know where she is right now? Who are you? I'm acquainted with the Brownstone family, and right now I'm looking for Charlotte. Now, do you see? Being open, upfront, and honest. That makes things a little easier. Now I know who you are. I know why you're here. So, I tell you this. I saw her. Running like the devil was on her tail. She had something in her hand. Something pretty fucking important. And I think that maybe you know what that might have been. Then the explosion hit. The whole place went up in flames. I didn't get a good look at the boy she was with, though. When he says that, I drop my hips and you hear a bloop. Because I, I pay a little more attention. This part of me does. <laughs> oh, the naked man did not know this information. I think this is when things get a little bit juicy now, don't they? I think you're right. Does it bother anybody else to use the word juicy while I was sitting in a towel? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Speaking of juice things. But yeah. He's revealing the naked truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's still a little shrouded in mystery. <laughs> so, you're looking for girls. I have seen girl. Yes. I think I may know how to find her. But I need to speak with the Balashko brothers first. I can't just give this information away. You understand, yeah? You don't look like the kind of a guy who has to ask permission. I have to ask permission from 
three men. That is it. Those are the men that I answer to. Everyone answers to someone. Why don't we just cut to the chase and you tell us now? Oh, are you rolling? (laughs) (laughs) And that's a persuasion check. Okay. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was also pretty good. (laughs) We cannot cut to, to the chase. There are protocols that I must follow. You will get no more information from me about the girl until I speak with my bosses. You understand? I guess we respect that. This is the way things work. When do we get our answer? Here's what we're going to do. There's a little joint I know called the Black Hole. It's a dive bar on the outskirts of West Hollywood in Laurel Canyon. The kind of place where they only serve whiskey and dirty glasses. It's owned by a guy named Marco. The man owes me a favor. He'll keep the bar closed just for us. But don't let the name fool you. The black hole isn't the place where you can escape reality. It's the place where reality comes to die. You never know who you'll find in there or what they're capable of. But the way I see it is, you don't have much of a choice. You need to find that girl before anyone else does. And if what I suspect is true, she's in more danger than she realizes. You all hearing this? Yes, ma'am. The black hole. Tomorrow night, don't be late. Now, if you will excuse me, I'm going to take it deep in the pool. Are we all just watching him? <laughs> <laughs> kind of creepy. Put your head in your hand. <laughs> and he, he steps over to the pool and he t- takes the towel off and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's the black Russian. <laughs> I just whisper, son of a bitch. And I get out of the pool. <laughs> And put my towel on. (laughs) (laughs) And I think with it being the time that it is, I think we'll probably call it there with that final reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I can't believe we went to two places and the only people that threw a punch was the hammer. I know, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, I was waiting for a big naked fight. (laughs) I I was too, (laughs) goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> I was too. Yeah. I just wanted to be uh, can, uh Eastern Promises. Make, Eastern Promises, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost chimed in a few times to try to start one, but I thought, nah, 
<laughs> the Bloodhound's doing a really, really good job yeah, getting this guy. Yes. Good, good job there, Christy. You, you avoided that fight. <laughs> I think not having a naked fight violates one of the Chekhov rules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw a gun in the first act, so. <laughs> okay. Everybody stay safe. All right, right back at you. Not everybody. All right, bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.